You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up. Let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Today, we are talking about how to do a time audit. The time audit is the first portion of time blocking. So in order to get your schedule in order, the first thing that you need to do is know how you're spending your time right now. And I think, you know, a lot of us think in terms of time blocking, like we're going to just like get right in there and create a schedule. And you can't really do that. You can't block off portions of time for certain activities unless you know how you're currently using your time and if you're using it effectively and what you're using it for. So the first step in this process is to create, to do a time audit and to really go through every task. And you can think of this as a sort of brain dump. So go through every single task that you go through over the course of a week or even a month, like all the different things that you can think of that you do. So this could include things like performing, traveling to performances and gates, rehearsals, of course, practicing, takes up a lot of time. Teaching takes up a lot of time. And we spend our time also preparing for teaching, commuting to our teaching locations. A lot of us, we spend a lot of time doing kind of admin work. So sending emails and corresponding with people and making sure that schedules are lining up with other people. All of this stuff goes on your time audit. So basically, you're just making a big long list of all of the things that you do with your time. And You know, it's really important to put all of the things that are related to your musical career on there and take stock of what they are and then kind of see how much time you're spending on these things per week and maybe even per month. But that kind of brain dump is really important to do. But you also should be writing down the kinds of things that are not related to your musical career that also take up time because you might want to make room for them in your schedule. So this could be things like exercising, reading books, any TV shows that you watch, anything that you're spending your time on that maybe you feel like you shouldn't be. If we write it down, it will become much more obvious to you if this is a worthwhile endeavor or not. So like any Netflix binges, maybe they're worthwhile, maybe they're not. Any time spent getting groceries or preparing food, or childcare, or if you're in school, any time of researching or writing papers or anything like that. So schoolwork. So there are so many things that can be on this list. Basically, you want to account for every single moment of the day or about a week. You want to see what you're spending your time on, even sleeping. Okay. One of the most interesting things when I started researching about time blocking and time management, because I've been working on this for a long time in order to be the most productive that we can be and to use our time the most efficiently. You, you kind of have to dig into this a little bit. And so I've been looking into this for a while. A lot of the books that I read was by Laura Vanderkam. That book really showed me that in her, one of her stances actually is that we act, we use our time the way that we want to. When you look at your schedule, you will see patterns in it and you will see, and she really points out with reference to sleeping. We actually get the sleep that we need unless you are a new parent with a newborn. That is the only exception that she acknowledges that in her book. But we actually get the sleep that we need because if we're not sleeping, you know, eight, seven, eight hours at a time at night, 
And usually we're making up for it somewhere else. We're sleeping in on the weekend or, you know, we're taking naps when we're putting our kids to bed at night or going to sleep with them or we're taking a nap when we get home from work or whatever it is. Everyone kind of makes up for that time in lost sleep, except for parents of children or insomniacs that just cannot sleep enough. So there are some exceptions to this, but mostly the majority of the population gets the sleep that they need. And the same thing is with time. You use your time in the ways that you need to, but when you take stock of where it's being put in your schedule, that's where you might see some anomalies and where you can bunch things together and make it much more efficient. So doing the time audit, what I'm trying to say, is going to expose a lot of things for you. You actually are taking the time to decompress and relax. You actually are taking days off because you will have days where you just can't get anything done. You'll get sick. And then suddenly that's your day off. Your body shuts down. So all of these things are kind of written into our DNA as humans. We get the rest that we need. We get the sleep that we need. We get the brain turning off as much as we need because it just doesn't work any longer to keep going and keep being productive all the time. But sometimes we're not seeing the patterns and we're not doing it efficiently and consciously in a way that actually helps us to move forward towards our goals. So doing this time on it will be the very first step in seeing how you actually spend your time. And often it's very surprising. So I recommend doing this kind of brain dump, writing everything down, figuring out where the patterns are, where the things are that you want to keep in your schedule, where they, the things are that you don't want to keep in your schedule. You might also keep track of which things are actually making you money and which things are not. It's fine to have things in your day that do not, you know, make you money that are profitable. That's perfectly fine and normal, actually, to have hobbies or interests or to even just be doing things. I mean, eating dinner does not make us money. We have things on there that isn't, that aren't necessarily profitable, but it's important to note the ones that are supposed to be making us money. We need to know if they actually are. So once you do this brain dump and you write everything down, once you've done that, one of the things that I really love to do in a time audit and also just kind of in my every day when I'm writing out what I'm going to be doing for the day and I'm figuring out how I'm spending my time for that day is I like to note which things I'm really excited about doing. So I usually put some hearts around those, put a little heart around it. This is the thing that I just, I can't wait to do it. And I want to do it first if I possibly can. I will make time for that thing no matter what, because it's so interesting to me. I will let other things slide in order to get that thing done. So what are the things that light you up? For me, I really, really love dreaming about my music school. I really love sitting and thinking about how things are going to be in a week, a month, a year. I love making those kinds of plans. I like content planning for my music school and also my coaching business. That's really fun to me, creating graphics or content, videos or reels or whatever. I love doing that. So do, making time for that is never an issue. So I can put a heart beside that because I just love it and I want to make time for it. And I always do make time for it because it's interesting to me. When I am feeling that, you know, life is kind of a drudgery, it's usually because those things aren't happening enough. I'm not making enough time for those things. So that's number one, that the little hearts go beside the thing that really light you up. Number two, which ones do you really hate? I usually put X's beside those, like I don't actually want to do them, but I have to. It's important to note which things are in your life that you would eliminate if possible, because it's nice to start moving in a direction where those things take up less and less of our time. Or how can we make those things interesting? One of the biggest hacks that I have found 
I really don't love working out. This is a big thing for me. I like cardio. Like I love going for runs, but I don't like doing the strength training at all. So I have to pair it with something that I like, which is watching TV. And I will watch TV anyway, whether I'm working it or not. So I put those two things together so I get the thing that I don't like done while I'm doing something more enjoyable. That's a bit of a time hack, but it's also important for me to note that I really don't enjoy this activity and I should be doing everything I can to make it more enjoyable because it's essential for me. I need to work out. I need to do strength training to be fit and healthy and feel good. So what are the things on your list? And it could be musical or could be not that really don't light you up, really don't make you excited to get out of bed. This is probably not the thing that you would want to do first thing in the morning, like immediately after getting up and you would probably sleep in or not get out of bed if that was the only thing making you get out of bed. What are those things? It's important to know where they are so that you can place them strategically in your day so that they do get done if they're essential, but you minimize the amount of time you spend on them and the amount of energy you spend on them because they're just not very interesting to you. And then, of course, the most important thing to know is which items, which tasks are moving you towards your goals. Okay, so this is a tricky one. We do all of these tasks. Which ones are the ones that are we're getting the most bang for our buck? They're actually doing something. They're working. So one important aspect of this is you have to know what your goals are. And I've said this over and over and over again in this group. You need to know what you want in order to move towards that goal. It sounds very obvious, but we don't spend a lot of time thinking about what outcome we actually want from our day-to-day tasks. And if you know what you want and you know what you're doing, it's much easier to create a path towards your goal. It's much easier to look at the items that the tasks and the things that you're spending your time on and know which ones belong on the list and which ones do not. So you've got the things that you love. They probably belong on the list. You've got the things that you hate, but you can't get rid of. They need to stay on the list and just be minimized. Then we've got the things that are actually making a difference. And maybe that's a combination of things that we love and hate. But typically when I do this exercise with people, those things are surprising to them. It's not usually what we think that is moving the needle for us. Okay? So what things are actually moving you towards your goals? Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician. 